Welcome to the Kingdom Life Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Jamie Dixon. For more great content, visit klcmaine.com. If you guys have your Bibles, go to me Proverbs 29, 18. I'm not going to teach my notes um, this morning. I'm just going to, I'm going to teach the same message, but I'm not going to teach from my notes. Um, you know, over the past couple of weeks, we've been in this place of nostalgia. You know, we've been posting pictures of when you know, times we're in the foyer, or did anyone see that picture of when this place was like, um, like so tan, so much tan through our building? Um, Killam beige from Sherwin Williams. That was our color, and we had our seats kind of lined up and pews pushed back to the. Did you guys see that picture that we posted? We've been in this place of looking backwards, and and it's amazing to be in this moment and to look. I mean, to think back on the incredible encounters with God that we've had in this place. I mean, just unreal. And, um, and the people, look at the people, our friends, the friendships that we've created, the babies that have been born, the weddings, the funerals, the, the, the goodbyes and the hellos, all of them over 10 years. Is there any better life than the life in the church? I mean, just to be together to come together week after week and touch God together, you know? To be on this crazy trajectory and timeline of experiencing the Lord and then, and then getting to see God show up repeatedly in our lives. I mean, the miracles that have taken place. I, I mean, I, I've, I've watched uh, people that had metal in their body and couldn't move, metal just disappear from their body and get full mobility. We, we've seen people that, you know, I remember... I'm going to tell some stories tonight you've never heard us tell before because they're they're so dangerous to tell. I'm going to I'm going to tell some dangerous stories tonight, but I don't know. I could go on and on just about all the things that God has done. But today uh, I I feel like nostalgia is over. And and I feel like today is a day that we dream for what's to come. And I know that it's necessary to have a moments of silence where we just think about the Lord. But silence is meant to be broken by the noise of excitement for what he's about to do. And, and so I, I want to break the silence of nostalgia that we've given ourselves to over the past few weeks. And there will still be moments where throughout this year, we're just going to keep celebrating 10 years for the whole flipping year. So if this is annoying, I'm sorry. But, um, but we're going we're gonna to do that uh, all year long. And, and, um, but this morning, I really want to... I really want to step into what's to come and cast vision. But here, here's the hardship of it, is that I want to cast vision for our church and invite us to become carriers of vision for, with the church. But here's the wild thing, is I want, to, I want to invite you to become carriers of your own vision. Because the reality is, is that a lot of people find their identity in the church where they never were supposed to find their identity in the church. They're supposed to find their identity in and, and give it to the church, but not allow the church to become its identity. And because of that, we have a lot of churches that are living for their church's dream, but not a lot of churches that are becoming a dreaming center for the people they're discipling. Does that make sense? And there is a corporate vision on our house of something that we want to accomplish that we feel God has called us to accomplish. But the reality is, is that there is no possible way for us to accomplish a vision as a house if there aren't people that are carrying vision in their lives and actually being discipled, mentored, championed, and sent to go do it. 
and all, and this is what's wild, is that I know that the word codependent is like a swear word in mental health. Like, so I'm going to say interdependent because that's better. It's kind of the same thing. But, um, but how many of you guys know that you were not saved to become independent, but you were saved to become interdependent? And actually the breakthroughs of the people around you lead to the breakthrough on your life. And the breakthroughs on your life culminate to a corporate breakthrough that leads to city breakthroughs. And city breakthroughs lead to region breakthroughs. And region breakthroughs lead to national breakthrough. America needs a breakthrough, but they're waiting for the local church to get a breakthrough in their city. And the church in a city is waiting for a breakthrough, but the breakthrough is going to come on the people inside the church. Revival doesn't just fall corporately, it falls individually. It looks corporate, but it's individual. Because revival doesn't happen in a meeting or a service. Revival happens in homes, over dinner tables, and the church is a collection, is a gathering place of expression of what God is doing in the lives of believers. And so when we start talking about vision, you can, how about, you guys want to hear the vision for Kingdom Life Church? Just really quick. It's just not the most important thing this morning, but go back to the mission. Go back to the, the mission, the first one. Our, our mission as a church, as we look to the next 10 years, and we look beyond 10 years, our mission is to change the landscape of Christianity for a generation by establishing New England as a hub of revival that can be exported to the nations of the world. Come on, let's just cheer for that. That's our, our mission, what we're longing for is to see a region of America that has been known for its lack of revival, that's been known for its lack of faith, for the de- deconstruction of believers, it's been known as a stronghold for sinful ideologies, it's been known as the most unbelieving region in America. And our mission is that at the end of our lives, that we would hand a baton to the next generation, to our children, and we would say, we're leaving you, New England, different than when how we found it. And that the reputation over New England would become that re- New England is a hub of revival that exports revival to the nations of the earth, that it would be a gift to the nations again. And uh, that's our mission. Look at our vision. Our vision is how we get there. Our vision is to establish present-centered, mission-minded, family-focused church communities that make Jesus famous locally and globally. I want you to, to understand that our mission as a church is not to build a church. The mission is like the coordinates. Like if you guys all wanted to go to like Dallas, you'd put in your GPS Dallas and it would give you directions on how to get there. The vision is the directions and the mission is, is the result. Our mission is what we're going after, but our vehicle to get there is to build local church communities that are present-centered, mission-minded, and family-focused. This church is not the mission. This church is the vehicle. And what the direction is, is seeing individual believers come in to an experiential um, relationship of intimacy with the Holy Spirit, and that from their life, they would come into the uh, or the, the identity upon their life to become world changers wherever they go. How many of you guys know, you can, you can yeah, thank you. Um, how many of you guys know that you are so profoundly powerful? Did you, did you know that your life was uniquely knit together in your mother's womb? I know, I know that we know God shaped your nose and eyes and ears but, and your personality and, 
But did you know that God from the foundations of the earth, the one who was and is and is to come, the one who's at the beginning and end and present all at the same time, is outside of time and space, literally saw the destiny and the formation of your life and chose you for such a time as this. And not only did he knit you in your mother's womb with a nose and ears, thank God he did all those amazing things. But, but he also gave you, he knit you with a unique call of God on your life that you, if you don't walk it out, we will all lose. That there's a call of God in your life that every single one of us needs you to fulfill because you were handpicked for such a time as this with a, a divine inscripted identity upon your life and call of God on your life. And there's an invitation for over the course of your relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit that he would continually unveil to you who you are by revealing who Jesus is. And in that journey, he would continue to show you the passions of your life and the dreams of your life and the, and the vision and the call of God on your life. And over the course of time, that there would be a prophetic vision that would take a hold of your life that only was scripted for you and you alone. In Proverbs 29, 18, it says, um, in Proverbs 29, 18, it, it says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people throw off restraint some say they perish. My favorite version says the people run wild. Where there's no prophetic vision, the people are just running wild, casting off restraint and perishing. But those who keep my commands are happy. To have a prophetic vision for your life means to see, recognize, and agree, take ownership and pursue the unique call of God on your life. Every single one of you have been invited to, like, to know how God has shaped you and to dream with God. You've been invited to be a dreamer, to be a vision carrier, to have something uniquely written upon your life where you go, only I can fulfill this. And that's supposed to provoke urgency. It's, it's supposed to provoke something in you of pursuit. It's actually supposed to provoke something in you saying that, that the condition of the world around me is waiting for me to step into my identity, my unique calling. That's why it says all creation's groaning and waiting for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. Why? Because creation is subjecting futility, not willingly, but because of the one who subjected in hope that all creation would get delivered to the same liberty that's upon your life. If you don't have vision, then you won't have purpose. If you don't have purpose, then you will live in this like ever, never-ending cycle of monotony where your job is just your job, your family family is just your family. Your marriage is just your marriage. Your children is just your children. And you'll never see the eternal destiny and opportunity to sow the kingdom of God wherever you go and see supernatural, profound breakthrough and to deliver the kingdom of God in a way that sets captives free. You know, and this is why it says, my people perish for a lack of vision, which means they slowly disintegrate and die because... Why? Why does it say they throw off restraint? Because when we don't carry vision, we allow circumstances to become the voice of God for our life. We have children, our destiny is our children. We get a promotion, our destiny is our job. We get, we get uh, you know, things, we, we, something happens and our destiny is now to this or to that. Or We become so yielded to the condition of life that, that wherever we have favor must be the voice of God. How many of you guys know that, that there are some false gold opportunities there? But if you don't have vision, you cast off restraint, which means that you don't have the ability to see this is the Lord and this is a distraction. 
And we perish because we, we, we literally fall in these endless cycles of finding purpose in moments instead of finding purpose in the process of where he's taking us to. Because vision is a seedbed for your discipleship. It becomes an anchor of hope. It becomes a place of confrontation. Because how many of you guys know, if you really start to dream the dream of God over your life, what you're genuinely called by God to do, that if you dream that dream, how many of you guys know that it is confrontational because you are not where he's calling you to be. And he actually has some things that he wants to work out inside of you to propel you into where your calling actually is. And it becomes a place of infused hope because you navigate disappointment and frustration and all these things in life and you're navigating pain. When there's vision, you go, hey, there's revelation to be extracted in the desert place because I know that the vision is the promised land. I know that he's called me to something. Right now is not that, so I'm not going to hang out here. But I am going to extract the revelation of God and what he's trying to teach me, train me, and mature me in in this season so I can go to where I'm going. It becomes an anchor of hope where he infuses your life with hope and with joy through all circumstances and seasons. Vision's a seedbed for discipleship. It says those who cling to the commands, these ones are, are happy, they're full of joy, they're carrying a deep security of where their direction is. What are the commandments? It's the Old Covenant Commandments. The Old Covenant Commandments, you know, we look at a book of rules. Well, just be obedient in your life and you'll be happy. That's not what this is saying. The Old Covenant was not just a book of rules. The Old Covenant was actually a prophetic vision of a New Covenant church. And every time they, they slayed the lamb, and every time they came into the house of the Lord, and every time God came upon Sinai, and every time God came upon Moses, and the instructions that were given, they were being reminded there is a coming Messiah that will deliver you into a new era of liberty, and you will host the presence of God on your life for eternity, and you will not live distant, you will live near to the Lord. And they were carrying every day, they were reminded of the vision, they were reminded of a prophetic vision for the house of Israel and for all the nations of the earth and he goes those that cling to that prophetic vision they will carry joy which is the deep security of God's promises over their life as we stand uh, we're going to do something cool here I'm giving you literally the spark notes my sermon are you guys okay was that all over the place and you're like okay tired in all of that I feel like God is calling kingdom life church to be a house of dreamers I feel like God is, 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 is calling us to be a house that knows how to carry this prophetic vision. And when I say house and all that kind of stuff, your mind immediately goes to as a church. Like, I'm so glad that our leaders have vision. That's great. I'm not talking about our leaders. We've got vision for days. I'm talking about a house full of a family that carries vision, that is partnering with vision recognizing the interconnectedness that my vision is connected to your vision. I am so dedicated to seeing you fulfill the call of God in your life because if you fulfill the call of God on, on your life, I'll fulfill the call of God on my life. There's some millionaires that in the room that aren't millionaires yet. I need you to become millionaires so that I can fulfill the call of God on my life. That sounded terrible. But do you get what I'm saying? Sounds awful. Oh, there goes Jamie. That's prosperity preaching again. Do you guys, do you guys get what I'm saying? 
There, there's a unique destiny on your life. Some of you are called to go places and to do things. There are some people that are called into business that are gonna give you access to closed nations. And you're called to be a missionary and you're wondering what's going on. And if you carry the vision of your business, it's actually gonna give you access to closed nations. And you will actually start working with the underground church because you were, you were faithful to carry vision in what felt like monotonous right now. Are you hearing me? There, there, and and there is, there's breakthrough that you might become literally the Trojan horse of the gospel into closed nations because of your faith faithfulness in the seasons that you've given yourself to the Lord in. As a church, we've got to actually dedicate ourselves as individuals to sit down and begin to make it clear on paper. What is the unique prophetic destiny on your life that resonates in your heart that God's confirmed over and over and over? And are you going to put it on paper and say, Father, I'm yielding my life fully to what you have said? Because if this church carries vision, this church will be immovable through all seasons and will actually be discipled and advance and grow in the kingdom and, and, and see the fulfillment as a house. We'll see it together. Mm-hmm.